Welcome to the Listener Don't Podcast, a podcast featuring raw, uncut, and unfiltered conversations between two midlife girlfriends sharing their life experiences. Listener don't. Either way, we'll be fine. All right, friends, so let's talk about this. Let's talk about the interesting conversations that you've been having with friends as of late that you alluded us to in our last podcast. Okay. What I was... I have several things I want to, I'm considering when I say that, or when I made that statement, the interesting conversations with friends, when I break that, that down first friends, or let me start off by saying this, sorry, let me back up summary. <laughs> I'm thinking of like forming an email right now um, <laughs> or like an outline. Okay. The summary, uh, the executive summary of this is I have really grown to appreciate um, at this big age <laughs> the how the work that I've been doing um, and that I have done over the last umpteenth several years has resulted in the kind of richness and relationships that I have with people yes. and well, not just people like loved ones mm-hmm. and I think that goes I can go as far as saying like how I define friends is not the same how as I would define them before. Like the, right. it's not like, you know, anything less than a friend is less than. But when I think about the small circle of people now um, that I truly connect with and are part of, I'm in relationship with, maybe mm-hmm. that's a better mm-hmm. a way to say it. Agreed. Um, I like that. In relationship with. Yeah. Like a true exchange, you know, like it's mm-hmm. not always you know, we're not always, you know, the nicest or kindest to each other, but we also work actively to sort of, don't know, um, grow each other, you know, to to tend to one another. The conversations have been like, so I'm so grateful for them. Like it's been so rewarding to kind of take a step back and one recognize the relationship with self that seems to be growing and that I'm cultivating and also tending to. Mm -hmm. And then as a result, being led to other people, you know, whether they be friends I've had for years or new friends or new people that have come into my life that I call friends because we're, yeah. you know, actively choosing to 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 care for each other. Yep. The like conversations have just been so awesome. That one last night, you know, that I was talking about over a dinner. I have known her for years now, you know, mm-hmm. well over a decade, I would say at this point. Yeah, definitely well over a decade at this point. And the reason why I wanted to befriend her were for shallow reasons that were really a projection of my own insecurity. Sure. I told her this. She knows who she is. But I wanted that person from an outward appearance to be in my life because perhaps that meant something about me. You know, perhaps that mm. meant I was, you know, also of value, for example. Sure. And as we've grown with each other, um, and I've learned more about her and vice versa, and we both just sort of we've grown with each other and grown separately, you know, yeah. as far as yeah. our own selves. Yeah. It has just been so fucking cool to be able to have like those kinds of conversation, the kind of conversation I had this weekend where we're both like, holy shit, this is a revolutionary act of mm-hmm. activism to try and to do something different than, yep. you know, what, and to really piece together our, um, what is not a new framework of living and being, but like, uh, you know, one that we, that we can apply to, that we see, right. that we believe right. in. Like, it was just really cool. And I love like building these kinds of, I don't know, like, uh, relationships with people and I'm mm-hmm. grateful for it. So that's all. I don't know of that, you know. No, I like that. <laughs> and I think that that was, we were talking earlier about when I was with 
Lindsay. And Lindsay is somebody that came into my life uh, from a previous work situation. And she has definitely been somebody that I've stayed connected to and that I've continued. And I love how you said, tend the relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, you and I have talked about this and how how I am with people. Like it's very much, I not that it needs to be easy, mm-hmm. but it needs to be um just sort of like this understanding of myself and how i'm able to connect with people and that we you know we may we're going to come in and out but there's always going to be this this loyalty this friendship this relationship mm-hmm. and always just sort of like this support mm-hmm. and i don't have like a a ton of friends mm-hmm. that i go deep with mm-hmm. on that and so when i have those people in my life like i very much cherish that and it's very much um yeah like you're saying that there's just something juicy about sort of that friendship and that relationship that you get to go beyond sort of the surface piece and it's just it's fun to be able to do that because like we were talking like you get to be able to share your vulnerable self you get to be Mm -hmm. able to share all of the things that you're not always able to share with everybody so it's just really like refreshing to be able to have these revolutionary conversations and not just kind of feel like oh okay well that was that and here we go again right like I guess there's a time and a place for that but I feel like what you were talking about earlier is in this in this age as I'm also aging Mm -hmm. I'm also gravitating more towards that sort of richness of a a relationship like I want to be in relationships where I feel like I'm walking away a better person and I'm mm. evolving as who I am. Yeah. As you were talking, I was thinking about our friend Adam and, you know, many of his uh, workshops or teachings would, you know, he would do a lot of like analogies of uh, plants, flowers, mm-hmm. um, you know, living things outside of human mm-hmm. beings mm-hmm. and <clears throat> kind of uh, falls in line with a podcast I was listening to earlier. I didn't finish it, but it's a good one. Of course, it's Jay Shetty. I, I tell you, when he goes off on certain things, I'm, it's like a, my brain just completely opens up and I'm like, oh my God, I gotta, you know, I want to sit with that a little more. Mm-hmm. But in his podcast, which again, I need to listen to, I'm not even going to try and summarize. It gave me, whatever the topic was, gave me the, actually it was emotional. I think it was emotional health. But it gave me the idea of, remembering how plants and flowers um, from beginning to end really do provide a roadmap of how I not only um, think about myself, but think about those around me. And so Mm -hmm. as we're talking about tending to relationships mm-hmm. in my head I'm thinking of well how do I tend to a garden how do I mm-hmm. tend to a mm-hmm. plant you know what does my garden today look like like what's really thriving well what's sure. thriving are the things that I'm providing I'm caring for right like I'm watering yeah. I'm caring for it it's got sun humidifiers mm-hmm. on there's a little fertilizer in there I'm right aerating the soil like I'm doing things to care for it and as a result of that kind of attention it thrives doesn't mean I smother mm-hmm. it because there's also that you know when mm-hmm. it comes to some <laughs> plants like you know stop fucking watering it you're drowning it you know with too much attention mm-hmm. but there's so many metaphors to me in the way in which I tend to this garden of people or tend to the garden yeah. of the people in my life the relationships myself mm-hmm. you know letting it breathe in balance with being intentional about the care that I'm providing it which of course just goes back to how we kicked off that last podcast about you know spiritual intentions with food and self-care 
but it all, all, it's the same, right? Mm-hmm. It's our own fucking garden of life. What, what is it that we're choosing to plant? What are the weeds that are coming up mm. that keep yeah. coming up in the garden, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like what are the critters underneath that are destroying shit, right? Mm-hmm. Like what's all mm-hmm. of that underlying thing? Like you could literally walk outside your house right now for mm-hmm. the most part, everybody could. And just be like, okay, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah. Right. And be able yeah. to see like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think in my mind, when we were talking about this, when we were at, when I was at your house and there were some pots that you had some dead things you're gonna in. You're going to bring this up. Yeah. I know. And I'm just like, I can't, I can't have dead things. I just can't. <laughs> it just is like energy that's already been like gone. I, I want, I need I, it's just, for me, I think about like the, my dad's junkyard, mm-hmm. right? It was just like stuff that was mm-hmm. just there that had no purpose, no intention. And it's mm-hmm. just there. Mm. And I just, I, I, I don't know. I just can't <laughs> deal with just stuff. <laughs> I literally forgot about that whole week, not for the weekend, but that particular moment where I got so emotional about the fact that one of the plants Uh, that I was gifted. Well, there's so much here as a metaphor. The plan I received was gifted and it was gifted in a way that made me feel like I didn't have a choice in receiving it, but I took it anyway. Mm -hmm. And shortly after taking it, I recognized that that plant, no matter what, always had super moist soil. Well, if you garden or you have any house plants, you know that if the soil is always moist and you haven't watered it, it probably means it's got root rot. I was so afraid of doing something about it. And there are certain Mm -hmm. things you can do, but ultimately, you know, depending on how bad the root rot is, it's it's a goner. It's, you know, it's not going to last. But the problem with this thing was that it was so big, I could mm-hmm. not turn it over and repot it and examine it and try and, you know, tend to whatever was wrong with it, knowing that something was wrong with it. So I ignored yeah. it. I let it go. Just let that shit go and water that thing for nine months. And when I tell you, it was like, what's it, what's it called? Like, I'm not, is it not, is it not petrified? petrification when something looks alive but it really isn't it's like the oh. it's like yeah. i don't know this is a new word for me <laughs> like it wasn't alive it was dead but you know sure. because of you know that process of root rot essentially it just no leaves were falling off right you know, it was just right. they were just there oh there i did not want to let it go nor did i not want to ask someone or anyone to help me to examine it because sure. it was too big for me to do by myself. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it took months. both of us to, yes. uh, to pull that out. Yes. And like, it took us some time to yeah. take it out too. <laughs> yeah, to pull it out. And then when we yeah. finally pulled it out, what yeah. was discovered? The roots root are it's completely root bound. Yeah. It's completely yeah. root rot. There yep. was no pulling it apart to examine it. No. Like, it was dead. It was yeah. dead. And it yeah. probably, maybe it was dead when I got it. I mean, it certainly wasn't good. Well, <laughs> and I also, in, in, in this conversation too, like, I also feel like this is a, if we think about where we started this, as far as like living things, being examples of mm-hmm. who we are in our situation, like mm-hmm. this thing was happening in their environment, <laughs> which then was forced upon you mm-hmm. in your environment mm-hmm. 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 and being like me in a sense of like, 
a people pleaser. Don't want oh, to yeah. let things go. Like, totally. Ooh, totally. What am I going like, to say? No, I don't want to hurt their feelings. Right. Oh my God. So much of myself shows up in this whole instance. It's not even fucking funny. <laughs> like the whole idea of them giving me something, me feeling like I should say yes, because they're trying to be nice. But I know sure. like, what the fuck am I going to do with this when I have to move? I can't move this 90 foot <laughs> tree. Out of my house. What's that Which pot was fucking heavy. Yeah. <laughs> they gave it to me. And not only that, this thing is sick, but I got to say yeah. yes, because I don't want them to think a certain way of me. So now I got something I don't necessarily want to take care of to begin with. And then I get it and it's sick. And so yeah. now I feel guilty for getting rid of the thing, nor do I want to ask for help from anyone um, because mm -hmm. all of me is I don't mm -hmm. need anyone's help. So again, yeah. sort of, you know, going back to like, there, so much of me shows up in this. So we you help me get it out of the pot. We examine it. It's clearly fucking dead. And it hit me so hard. I was, I literally, if you weren't here, I would have put me out for the rest of the day. I was depressed. <laughs> I did. I kind of hang on to it. I did feel like I was forcing you to do something that you didn't want to do. Which I oh think is sometimes my role in our relationship. Like, I'm just going to have to twist her arm. It's going to hurt. Oh, you know what, Joe? There's something for you to examine in that. There Ooh, is something <laughs> for you to examine in that, too. Yes. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> Don't you butt me. I'm not going to butt you. <laughs> and <sighs> I also felt like I provided a support space for mm. you to be able to explore that yeah, in the yeah. way that felt right for you for sure yeah you weren't because... gonna let me leave that plant in my home though you were you no were gonna... <laughs> I'm taking care of it I'm taking it away so for me it was just like <laughs> she didn't we st we started with the intention that this was what we were going to do we did we did and as we were going around searching for pots, we started to find other things that you excavated, by the way. Yes. That you found. That. Yes. Yes. And we just kind of did it together. Right. Yeah. I think it goes back to the conversation earlier about tending the relationship, being able to evolve, being able to see each other and be with each other where we're at mm -hmm. and the other to be able to like step in and just sort of say hey I got this without you asking mm -hmm. it was just mm -hmm. kind of like I felt this I got this I'm gonna go throw this away mm -hmm. I'm gonna go ahead and repot these other two mm -hmm. that there was some attachment to mm -hmm. go out have a smoke process mm -hmm. what you need to process mm -hmm. and I'm just mm -hmm. gonna be here tending to these ladies for you yeah by the way, how is how is little Jill doing? Remember the one that you tried to kill on your deck oh, that I brought back to life? <laughs> she is not well. Okay. Um, I will say most of them outside of that rubber tree is are not really thriving the way that I thought they would after repotting them. And I'm having to detach my you know expectation that somehow they were going to, you know, immediately be sure. different too which yeah. is also another lesson yeah little jill's like the one leaf that we thought was going to open yeah. up looks kind of dead like i think oh. it's really showing me that it is root rot you know sure. like before sure. i was like 
it's definitely rude, Rob, but maybe there's, you know, some saving it. It's not, she hasn't opened up and it's been, gotcha. weeks, um, yeah. you know, yeah. before we repotted her. The other one seems to be okay, but I'm just going to kind of let it, let it see, you know, what happens. Maybe yeah. the next year will be the same thing. You know, maybe it takes a couple cycles, a season or two. Maybe. Improve. But when I've really, and then the other one, the giant pink dragon alocasia, I had to cut three leaves off. They just completely really? fell over which is the one i was the most like please don't let that you know i really yeah really that one in its spot uh-huh. but i still had to let it grow you know yeah right it would have done the same we're, thing it would yeah we're bound you know and yeah. then like i had to let it go so i think there's just so much to learn from uh life outside of ourselves we allow the space to see it and mm-hmm. that's what yeah that's what I got that weekend letting that plant go was really tough and it hit me in a lot of ways because I was feeling a lot like that plant sure you know, for a few seasons or months or what have you like I want everything to stay in a place where I feel like I can monitor and control it and if I mm-hmm. don't if I let go if I me if I put it in a bigger environment meaning if mm-hmm. I allow my life to expand and I you know, sort of do a lot of this trusting and surrendering of things, then somehow I'll die. Like that's the result. I'm going to die. You know, I'm not going to make it. I'm not, you know, I need it to be, so I need my life to sort of be small or small enough to where I can control it. Yeah. Interesting. Cause I kind of feel like that could be what's happening right now with these other couple plants that we are trying to save that you said are just like, Ooh, I'm not quite sure. Mm -hmm. Maybe because of this new environment Mm -hmm, it's just mm -hmm. taking them a little bit to get accustomed to this newness this bigger space it's just like i'm gonna lose a couple things here but that's okay because i'm gonna have space to be able to continue to grow totally totally like this i like totally yeah i'm definitely in that headspace but i you know i didn't cut off those those leaves for a couple weeks because i would say like immediately afterwards they just and they just shock more and more yellow exactly totally totally exact shock Mm. just change you know yeah yeah with any change there's some wins or some gains and some losses i guess right right (laughs) yeah Hmm, i like this (laughs) god that fucking fiddle depressed the shit out of me seeing that thing in that garbage can during garbage day (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i was kind of hoping that there was some something oh. i could oh. use to like hacksaw this bag. thing and put it in half so that you wouldn't see it sticking Dismember out remember it oh god it killed me every time i looked at it i still have a leaf that i'm trying to propagate and it is definitely dead like nothing's happened with that sure with that thing. so sure. I, I need to um you know have the same ritual of letting it go it, yeah it, it kind of felt like i probably should have done the like the unsolved mysteries, the body, the bag and bodies, <laughs> or the body and bags. Should have done that with that plant. Body and bag. It was that. It really was that. God, that, that was that was tough. But other than that, I mean, some are doing better than others. You know. But you're right. The shock of a change. Uh huh. God, it can feel like it. It can feel like a death because it is absolutely. Lot, you know, in some places and some spaces of ourselves, it's a death. It's a change. Yep. Absolutely. And it's working through like, what does that look like? And mm-hmm. what's really, yeah, what's really in that space if you dig deeper into the analogy of the plant? Mm. <laughs> um, so I have a funny story for you. Go for it. Make me laugh. So <laughs> I, it's going to make you laugh in a way like, oh, Jesus Christ, fucking Jill. Here we go. <laughs> so I was out at my dad's and helping him with his apartment and they have a lot of little cats out there right now because two Mm -hmm. of the moms like to have sex and have babies (laughs) and so the one mother has three new ones already Mm -hmm. and 
dad was showing me this cat or whatever that she had these babies and she he was just like oh you brought him inside like she moved him like she likes to move them mm-hmm. so he showed me where they were and they were up in like this tote with i don't know some shit in it mm-hmm. and i'm like oh there's two really cute cats in there and i kept hearing this meowing and i was looking at the cats and i'm like mm-hmm. Those two are not meowing. Like, oh where the fuck is this coming from? Mm-hmm. And so dad's like, yeah, I think there's only two up there. And I'm like, okay. So I went and I got a big flashlight and I looked underneath like all of this like shelving and junk that they have in this pool shed. And a baby kitten was laying on the ground underneath all of this shelf shelving. Aww. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> so I just see this little gray cat and I'm like, Dad, get you out of there because I couldn't reach it because like my arms weren't long enough to reach it. And I could just, he was starting to pee himself. I'm like, oh my God, like, is Aww. he like dying underneath here? And the mom's not coming to get it. So it was like so sad. So I'm like, Dad, we got to get this thing out. So he gets a <laughs> shovel and we're starting to pull this little kitty out. And the mom comes to try to like get the cat like she's like licking him and everything yeah. and i'm like okay well like is she trying to kill it did she drop it down here yeah. like or yeah. he fell and he's like ah fuck it you know i don't need another one i've got 12 others you know like <laughs> so we get this cat out and i'm holding on to it. he's so tiny <laughs> and so we put him back up with the other kittens and i was just making sure that the mom was gonna feed it right mm-hmm. like the mom wasn't like separating herself from this kitten because mm-hmm. of who knows whatever reason mm-hmm. and so we put the cat away I go help my dad do a couple of things. And then before I leave to go home, I went to check on the cat and she was feeding the other two, but not feeding this one. And I'm like, Ooh, like what's mom doing? You know? Oh boy. So the next day I call my dad, I go, dad, what's going on with this cat? He's like, I don't know. I didn't look. I go, well, you got to go find out. Like, is she feeding him or not? Like, did she toss him overboard? Yeah. Yeah. He's just like, I'll go look. I'll call you back. (laughs) (laughs) Calls me back. He's like, yeah, everything is fine. And I'm like, okay. So then the next day I call him again and I'm like, I kind of don't want to know because I'm afraid like I can't hear like the bad things. Like I don't (laughs) want to hear if something bad has happened. So I'm have myself convinced that Jeff probably called my dad and was just like, you need to lie to her. You need to tell her that all is good because she's not going to be able to handle if this cat dies. so i call him but he didn't i call my dad i go dad i need the update on the cat and he's like yes the mom is feeding her everything is fine i'm like okay talk to you later it's just like you're fucking crazy (laughs) this is an episode in and of itself which could get very personal we don't have to talk about it but you know where my head is at with this no tell me so an emdr which i'm doing right now yeah the way is still yeah it's a lot, but it's great. I'm recognizing where some of what, and I'm not saying this is true for you. Sure. But <laughs> what may be like unequal reactions to a situation, meaning uh-huh. like my emotions are super high. Yeah. Um, or I'm feeling a lot of feelings about something that yep. isn't like not worse, but like, is it equal to the you equivalent? Know, the issue? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Itself. And I'm not saying that this cat situation sure. is not, sure. your emotions aren't equal to it, but there, what is interesting to me is, um, the words you used around it, the tossing of the cat, the, sure. what if she's not being fed? I have to check on oh. her. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking of attachment theory because we, oh, yeah. you know, that's all everything yeah. is, you know, and the EMDR is sort of 
comes back to where did these core beliefs come from? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Where why are these emotions being triggered to this degree relative to this situation? And there's always something else, you know, underneath, especially when I'm feeling very activated by yeah. a certain situation. Oh yeah. And that is all I'll say about that. <laughs> I'm kind of loving these cliffhangers, by the way. <laughs> I'm really loving these cliffhangers. All right. <laughs> On that note, friends, thanks for the thanks for the conversation, the plant conversation. This was great. This was a good one. If I say so myself, I feel good about. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. This was this was good. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. All right. Till next time, my friends. Bye. Bye. Thanks, friend, for tuning in to this episode of the Listener Don't Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the conversation. And if so, please write us a review and share us with your friends. This episode is sponsored by Jill Daler Coaching, here to guide you to discover and recover your authentic self. If you're ready to create and live a fuck yeah life, I'm here for it. Let's connect at jilldaler.com.